2: Hi Ioni! And hello to the listeners, welcome to the Polyester Podcast, I'm Ioni, I'm the founding editor-in-chief of Polyester and author of Poor Little Sick Girls. And
1: I'm Halima, the community editor of Polyester Z and the co-host of the Polyester Podcast.
2: This is a Sleepover Club episode, a feminist pop culture podcast, we pull apart the hashtag discourse in the hope of making some sense of it all.
1: Before we get started, please like, rate, review and subscribe. Ioni, do we have any reviews to read out this week?
2: We don't. <laughs> Sorry, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Not awkward at all. No, no, no.
1: This week, me and Ioni are recording with a live studio audience
2: of Rodrigo, our beautiful tech assistant. Yes, he, he's and here help. today. He's yeah. here today in the room. Yeah, this is our first time recording in person ever together. Mm-hmm. Me and Olivia used to record in person together. Mm-hmm. Hi, Olivia. Hi, Olivia. Um what are we talking about today or what are we talking about before we get started in talking about today?
1: As we all know on Monday night it was leaked by Politico that the Supreme Court have drafted an opinion or like drafted a legislation to highlight that the court's conservative majority has privately voted to overturn Roe versus Wade um, and that means if the if the ruling is overturned abortion will be immediately inaccessible in at least 26 states in the United States.
2: Yes yeah. awful bad times. So we're not covering that this week because obviously the news was quite um like swift unexpected well partly unexpected obviously there have been hints of this for ages but we have done well Halima has done a newsletter this week I have we um, did a little newsletter um all about
1: you know the the document but also the fact that like this is not just an american issue we have issues with abortion still in this country and in northern ireland and in ireland um so for those who got the newsletter there are links to abortion funding that you can support and links to the abortion support network in this country where you can support people who seek abortion and even house them in your house for those who can not access abortions where they live but we'll also add those links to the bottom of the podcast
2: and how do you sign up for the newsletter if you want to is it supporters or everyone it's well it's mostly it's supporters but i send it off to everyone okay okay so everything's on our website yeah yeah (laughs) and we also have our reproductive justice scene which we still have some copies of so we're gonna work to get those back up on the shop with all of the money going towards different abortion funds and causes like charities whatever that are working with that so yeah more to come Halima on to the topic what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about Instagram and if Instagram is dead and
1: if it's currently in its flop era.
2: Instagram is in its flop era. So the reason why we we're talking about this topic, we were thinking about this topic is because a few weeks ago, well, like every couple of weeks, obviously me and Halima and also the other girls on the team, like Eden and Charlotte and Gina, Tonic, sit down and we're like, what the hell are we going to talk about? And obviously, like recently on the podcast, we've been doing a lot about like trends that have emerged from TikTok. And it kind of got me thinking, like, when was the last time a trend came from Instagram? Like, when was the last time Instagram was culturally relevant? What do you think?
1: When I was doing some research on it, like, people, there's some, like, um, surveys that have been done about, like, the use of of Instagram. And one of them was from 2021. And it's a survey from the financial service service firm Piper Sandler. And it found that only 22% of teenagers said Instagram was their favorite social media platform, coming third after Snapchat and TikTok. Firstly, who the fuck is using Snapchat? (laughs) Um,
2: Yeah, I remember using it like maybe when I when it first came about, like when I was 18 or something. But I think it's really interesting because like Instagram used to be such a thing. That's obviously really badly explained. But in that, like Instagram used to be the place that you went to for culture, like finding photographers. Uh, designers illustrators artists and it's weird because it just is culturally void now like I follow the same people I followed for like my eight years of being on the platform probably I tried to make a really big concerted effort like during lockdown and through lockdowns where I was like why do I just not follow anyone new I think the saved feature really changed that whereas I wasn't following people anymore I just saved like one piece of their work and then when I was looking for a specific thing I'd go back to it I don't know why it's like I think it's interesting too because obviously I'm not old old but I'm old in Halima world Um, and so I've been through a fair few like social media platforms like the first one I ever got was MySpace when I was in year seven and then Bebo and then Facebook, Tumblr which were kind of at the same time and then Instagram But it's been Instagram for like the same amount of time that I went through all of those five platforms. Do you know what I mean? Like within eight years, I went through all of those platforms is the time I've had Instagram. And I think loads of people think or say like, oh, we're going to move on to the next thing. Like we're going to jump ship and move on to like TikTok or whatever it is. There's not like a mass exodus of these platforms anymore. We're really hesitant to give them up. Yeah. What
1: was it like? anything to know from like a historical past standpoint. What was it like to have Bebo and MySpace? <laughs> I'm gonna fucking kill you. Um, honest, real question. Cause I've never, I never, I've never used it. I've never been on there. Are you joking? I'm being deadass with you right now. Even though I'm using my little coy voice, i mean, dad, deadass. I've actually never, I didn't have them when I was a kid. You made me feel sick. Uh, period. You had Tumblr. I had Tumblr. Yeah, I didn't ask you about Tumblr, did I? I said Bebo. <laughs> i in bebo and um whatever the other one was called okay well what do you want to know i don't know what was it like what like what like what was the purpose of um bebo and uh myspace is it is it similar it's the same to as like... facebook oh okay so well bebo is the same as facebook or myspace is the famous, same as facebook both are the same as facebook so facebook copied
2: myspace and bebo kind of okay that's as far as i'm getting <laughs> <laughs> okay I'll look after my own time well I suppose how do you let's like, switch the tables have turned how the turntables <laughs> um how does it feel that you have essentially grown up with the same social media platform your whole life
1: it feels I find it interesting saying talking about Instagram being dead because it feels like an like an unmovable platform in my head like these right. platforms I, I've never I guess I saw Tumblr like become less popular but it it's Tumblr isn't the same as Instagram and Twitter Instagram and Twitter feel like brother and sister like it feels like yeah they're like a family <laughs> they just feel like they're like tumblr and in, like no twitter and instagram feel like they just are unmovable like they seem to be like the main places that people are on so like to talk about it being dead i don't think it's dying because i don't think it can go anywhere i don't know if that does that make sense i just i know i saw tumblr kind of lose relevance but I don't know, I just don't think they're the same in what they do for people,
2: also everyone gets really angry at us when we say Tumblr is dead, so I'm sorry if you're still on Tumblr. I'm sorry for you. <laughs> I'm still on Tumblr, so guys I'm part of your community <laughs> Well, no, I think it's really interesting that basically we feel what's the word like we feel as though these are these platforms are in debt to us if that makes sense, like I think our attitude to Twitter in particular. I know I have a r- weird relationship with Twitter I don't really like it and I don't really use it like I use it to look I don't use it to tweet um <laughs> what
1: I was finding funny whenever like the fact that you're not on Twitter but you know like every single tweet that has been on there
2: because <laughs> you're always on the web app <laughs> <laughs> I am a cultural observer yes. but I think like you know when Elon bought Twitter our and- friend Elon our using friend. his first name <laughs> I know I read an article once about how it's actually really bad when we it was in the context of Boris Johnson like you know how everyone calls him Boris or Bojo yeah Yeah. like how it's really damaging because it yeah what's the word? like I don't
1: know normalizes them like we're not their pals like they are awful evil people we should call them by their full government names (laughs) I don't know
2: about you I am actually friends with Elon Musk
1: oh god per was going on him and Grimes then Um.
2: (laughs) (laughs) anyway um so I just thought it was so weird how like these people's extreme reactions to Elon Musk buying Twitter, like being like... Jamil
1: Jamil leaving Twitter.
2: Yeah, exactly. People leaving Twitter, um, acting as if they're owed something by these giant tech platforms. What was that? did you watch that Netflix documentary last year that everyone like went bananas about that was basically just exposing everything we already knew about like algorithms and oh, how the social media
1: one yeah I didn't want to feel like I couldn't go on those apps anymore so I did not watch it
2: that is toxic, <laughs> that <laughs> I, is willingly, so toxic. I willingly abs- abstained from watching right okay so um yeah I thought it's really interesting that like when Elon Musk bought Twitter last week or whatever it was that people just felt so personally affronted, like as if Elon Musk had come into their house and stolen their cat and then taken it away from them. I think it's largely unhealthy (laughs) in many ways. I also think it's a very tricky thing to like discuss because obviously social media has got so much bigger since like MySpace or Bebo or whatever. Um, They are part of like the infrastructure of our lives now, not just like a quirky, like cool thing that we're all trying out to make friends i think it's a tough one as well because like in terms of twitter and instagram and facebook and the influence they have like people have been trying to get regulation or whatever but do we want a government to also regulate social media when we don't trust our governments Mm. do you know what i'm saying
1: yeah i get you i feel like i understand why people had such a like a defensive, like with even Jamil I'm sorry, Jamil Jamil leaving Twitter. I get it to, to a certain extent, but when it comes to these, like, Twitter is where I learned feminism. It's like, I, I know a lot of people learned it from Tumblr, but Twitter is where I learned it. And I feel like it, it's for a lot of people and for a lot of marginalized people, it's, I mean, the organizing online is like, is iffy because you're obviously monitored, but it is where a lot of people, like just dis- like discovered their, their politics and it was a, a place that felt like I wouldn't. I don't know what I don't want to say radical, but it felt like a place where, like, to really discuss social politics and to 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 t- t- teach people to learn things. It, it did feel like that when I was a teenager. So I think I I get like the the massive reactions or the feelings of like somebody's literally stolen my cat. Like, do you know what I mean? I actually get it because like it it did feel like a, a hopeful place once upon a time to log in and see like that stuff. So I mean I get it's such a such I mean I don't know I get it if that makes sense.
2: Is that not just the whole of the internet though? Like I feel like if you're directly comparing Twitter to Instagram for example, like as two platforms that are undergoing big changes or whatever that one's like people are consistently talking about how Instagram isn't good anymore. It's like Twitter everyone like no one really had complaints about the platform as it was like its format or the way it pushed advertising or like example stuff like this like it felt like arguments were more like curated around who you follow like oh you're in your own echo chamber blah 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 like not actually how the platform fed you that content um whereas with so it feels like with someone like elon musk coming in it's like a short sharp shock of like oh this thing we like is actually bad or it's going to become bad Mm. whereas instagram has been like kind of like a rotting apple for 10 years
1: well Instagram I just I don't know it's interesting because I had I'm on a short social media hiatus a couple of weeks ago where I left for four days and <laughs> it changed me because I feel like I could let go of Twitter but I don't think I could let go of like Instagram because I still actually like casually now delete Twitter from my phone but I don't I haven't done that with Instagram because interestingly enough I cannot fucking stand the discourse on Twitter I hate it so fucking much Um, especially with the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp stuff like I I hate it so fucking much I hate the Will Smith shit I just didn't want to see anything Um, so my brain I feel like my brain is melting when I am on Twitter I feel that less when I'm on Instagram interestingly enough but I think it might also be because I follow less people
2: who make me want to kill myself on Instagram (laughs) just to be honest (laughs) I think it's weird with Instagram as well because Instagram kind of... So to make the direct comparison again, like Twitter has never been a shopping app. Like it's I find it to be kind of just like a cesspit of media types and I'm saying this as a media type. Um, but it's never really pushed kind of, yeah, shopping or like whatever as a primary agenda. Whereas Instagram kind of has slowly become that And I feel like it's a bit more insidious in that way because it pulled from creators to make the platform that in that it saw lots of like small creators turning their Instagrams into a business. I'm not talking about influencers, you know, I'm talking about like an artist that makes prints or like someone that makes custom clothing or whatever. And then they were like, oh, we should be a shop. And obviously that combined with influencer culture. I know it says in your research that influencer culture might actually be one of the reasons why. Instagram is down yeah
1: people hate it yeah because like they're just like that is the most annoying thing about Instagram I don't follow many influencers but like the fact that they really are just every every post is them selling you stuff but then trying to make it seem casual or you know what I really fucking don't like and this might be controversial but there are some of those mini like influencers who and they're creatives or whatever and they have accidentally fallen into this like influencer role and it's now making them cash so you see that they like they're posting these ads, and like every other post on their story is like, please interact with this because blah, 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 please interact with this, blah, blah. Instagram.
0: Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag? Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands.
1: Feels like a, and this is why maybe Twitter is even better because Instagram does feel like a chore now. Like it feels like, I don't know. I mean, I understand like supporting small creators, and I think that's a good thing, but it feels like it's annoying that everybody is selling me something on there now when I don't want to be sold anything.
2: I feel like nothing on Instagram feels organic. Like, yeah, in that way, we feel in debt. Like, in that way, that we feel these platforms owe us something. Like, whether it comes from like, the fact we have the expectation of them treating us fairly or like, you know, come up against censorship and then think that like, you know, it's very morally bad, which it is. Um, it kind of goes down to creators too. It's like, if you enjoy my content, then like my sponsor content because that's how I make my other content. And it's kind of like this weird guilt trip.
1: And I get it because like people need to eat. So like please keep doing that. But it's just like it's a lot when you see it on every single post. Like I purposely don't follow influencers because I don't want to be sold everything. But now every artist is an influencer, has fallen into an influencer
2: category, even though they don't want to be. So, then also, um, obviously, a reaction to that was photo dumps.
1: Oh, yes. I love a photo dump, though.
2: You do. What I was really yours last week? Dump. Like, food and friends. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Yeah. My last week was food and friends because I was like, I haven't posted. Cause I, cause I, I, I like this new casual approach to Instagram because, like, I, I always feel like. I used to feel like I always had to like perform on there like with everybody I guess all of it's still a performance but it it felt like more of a a heightened performance when I was younger so I I posted very rarely and I was like but I actually like like sharing those like those moments and those memories so like when people when photo dumps came up I was like oh I can just post anything as long as it kind of matches like the look of my feed which it generally does my feed is gorgeous and colorful and
2: bright but this just reminds me as well because like I've never really thought of like um obviously like the polyester instagram is a whole other kettle of fish but on (laughs) my Why did I just say kettle of fish? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's a whole other kettle of fish. But on my personal Instagram, like, I've never thought about that stuff. And then did you see what Kim Kardashian did last week on her stories? Because she was getting called out for, like, editing her belly button out of a Skims picture, which she didn't. It was just high-waisted. But anyway, so then she was like, lol, look at these other Photoshop fails. And do you remember on TikTok, it was going around <laughs> that she edited... um what's chloe's baby called dream that she edited dream into a photo of chicago at disneyland and she kind of like then admitted it but in admitting it she was like oh it's because i like curate my feed to be pink and blue like i love pink and blue i prize aesthetic over anything also the use of the word aesthetic like as i don't even know what type of word that is is very grating and not correct but anyway (sighs) big sigh um I just like didn't. I kind of forgot that people like do curate their feed to be a certain color scheme all the time, or like just like, yeah, I only have pinker blue images and like blah, 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 blah. I just think that's wild. And I think that also applies to photo dumps because the Kardashians try and do that now too. Like, do you remember the pictures of Kim and Pete like eating pizza after the premiere? But photo dumps have become as cynical as like the highly edited, highly poised selfie IMO. Like, I was on TikTok. And it was like, I don't know, it was like looking at an influencer's Instagram. It was TikTok that was looking at an influencer's Instagram. And it was like, oh, look at this photo of like a fucking cigarette butt next to a plate of pasta. it just looks like it's just been like, you know, snap and go. But really, if you want to make your pictures look like this, you have to do this, 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 and had like a 10 point guide. And It's like, oh my God. And I didn't see anything wrong in like a highly curatorial or like quote unquote fake approach to Instagram. But I think we're all trying to pretend it's not when it is.
1: Defo, I think just I have two points with the Kardashian thing. Kim was talking over fucking ass when she did that because she was being sued by Black China, so she was just doing things to divert attention. Um, like because around she was around that time because it was just, it's a very because that post about um uh Dream and Chicago or whatever that Photoshop thing happened what in the summer like it happened years ago. ago. She literally randomly brought it up. Because Black China's suing her ass that same week. So she's just using it as a distraction technique. I just want to bring that up.
2: But Black China lost because she put a gun to Rob's
1: head. Did she? Yeah. I mean, I don't know the full T. I just know that that week something else was happening and she was trying to distract from that matter. But that's really fucking weird though. <laughs> Black China did that. Anyway, um, you say that you don't curate your feed, but your feed looks curated,
2: but I don't. Um... I do in so much as like, I take the type of photos that I take. Mm-hmm. It was not a curation, but it's not like I need red, then I need pink, then I need white, then I need pink. But then I, I don't need think red. I think that that is a type of curation, though. I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't have to just be colors. I think that's a very um, galaxy brain take. What does that mean? <laughs> like you're blowing my mind. <laughs> but- <laughs> <laughs> As in. Some people just take certain type of photos. Yeah. And that's a curation. But I would prefer, but as in like, for example, I prefer the attitude of like, okay, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to take a se- selfie because I want it to go on my Instagram rather than being like, I'm going to dinner. So I, I'm going to try and find like some cherry blossom on the street. And then like a month later, I'm going to post it with a picture of my shoe and a picture of my glasses and a picture of my friend.
1: That's crazy. I know people definitely think of it like that, but I think that's crazy. (laughs) Do that. But I just think that like, that's not the only mode of curation. Yeah. Yeah. I take your point. Yeah. Cause when I look at your Instagram, I'm like, cause everything
2: seems to match on your Instagram. Because I'm a person with a cohesive personal brand. She's a curator.
1: (laughs) But yeah, that's curation, babe.
2: Yeah, but it's not as in like I'm not sitting there with tiles being like I need this to go with this to go with no, that. No, yeah, yeah, that's like that's I don't an delete extreme. something from my feed because it doesn't match the rest.
1: Oh, okay, okay. Now you're making your point. Okay, because sometimes I'm like that. I'm very much like mm, don't know if that matches my feed,
2: so I'll delete. I don't do that because you're the only one that looks at your feed. Like true, your grid. True. True. <laughs> anyway, but moving on. What I think that I was finding interesting when I was thinking of like the fact that Instagram is basically dying a slow death and has been for a very, very long time, is that it seems like really only in the last six months that people, i.e. brands, influencers that are like native on Instagram, anyone with power in the realm of social media basically, has taken TikTok seriously as a medium, as a platform gen z do not fuck with instagram or uh, gen z well i think gen z i don't think they
1: fuck with instagram i think the generation below me really don't fuck with instagram like i think they like tiktok is their main domain do you remember musically no (gasps) oh music was right before tiktok like it was like vine musically tiktok is that the one where jacob jacob sagittarius got really big on musically
2: no you
1: don't know who jacob sagittarius is Mm -mm. (gasps) My
2: main squeezes will know who Jacob Planketorius (laughs) is. Yeah, but as in, I think it's interesting because there is like way more culture happening on TikTok, but we still like when you're talking to people... Whether it's like journalists or brand people or on TV, like Lorraine on the on her show. It's such a Ioni a fucking <laughs> reference. reference. But it's always just like haha, TikTok, we don't take that seriously. And I think we do need to like harness the power of social media as like a cultural place. Um, because like the worst thing social media can be is like homogenous and a shopping app. It basically, like Instagram is all the worst things a social media app can be. And any new platform has potential. TikTok has not had a good start. Like, I was, for example, really cautious of putting polyester on TikTok because of the like, do you remember that news that came out really early about it? That was basically that like it shadow banned fat or disabled yeah. or like poor in a poor looking creators because they weren't aspirational. Now,
1: I did not hear that last part, but I heard <laughs> the other part.
2: Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Have you ever bought anything on Instagram?
2: Yeah. Have you? Yeah. I've never bought anything from Not Instagram. directly from Insta, like, not through the Shopbit.
1: Okay. But I
2: wonder if anybody uses that Shopbit because, like... I do. Do you? Yeah. Wow. Like, for example, when I was looking at... Because um, my... Because basically, obviously, I have the accounts I follow, which are, like, a variety of people. But then I feel like the Explore page, which I don't look at very often, is heavily geared towards, like, consumables. So my Explore page is all nails and clothes. And then I use the shopping bit quite a lot because it's not perfect. Like it's not great, but most of the time it just feeds me small brands. And a lot of the time that do plus sizes and like fat sizes. Mm -hmm. So it's useful for me in that way. Um, But so I have found brands through the shopping bit, but it's not something I look at all the time. Like, for example, because I'm looking at an outfit for my book launch at the moment, then I'll go on it. And be like, oh, is there anything here? But it's not something I use, like, every day.
1: I've never used it. I've never shopped from Instagram before. I always, I kind of just ignore the fact that it's, that it's, like, there's a bit I'm meant to buy from. I just ignore it. Like, it doesn't, I just ignore it. Like, I've never had the desire. But i also going to say, I think that, tic- I feel like TikTok always try and sell me more things than Instagram.
2: I agree. Um, Because, especially since, because they've basically implemented Those the- ads in the middle of not even the ads the lives have you seen them they're like qvc style lives like shopping channel style lives i haven't
1: seen
2: them i get them every single one of my lives is either like someone selling um like cuddly toys or shop cider and like fast fashion brands essentially do like shopping channels on tiktok Mm -hmm. for live and i always get them um and then obviously I get the ads for like the sunset lamps and like two (laughs) bots I did I have two um and then also have you seen that one that's like this is a digital camera that looks like a film camera I get that one all the time TikTok is lucky that they're funny because I
1: find the fact that they sell me stuff so abrasive that Mm. it's fucking annoying but Instagram but that's interesting though because it actually is really aggressively trying to sell you things on TikTok whereas I don't think it's as aggressive on Instagram But but I feel like because Instagram have that like embedded shopping bit they have detracted from the fact that like they were just a place where people could like curate a look but now it's like I'll oh, curate their identity even mm. which is I guess their main objective was free to share and and like pr- perform a certain type of way and perform your identity online but it feels less like that now mm. if that makes sense
2: yeah but surely I'm not defending the shopping but surely like they see it as an extension of that because then if you're like I'm creating who I follow who I like blah 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 and I can buy them I guess that's so Gross. Whereas with TikTok I find it slightly odd because all of those things I just mentioned are like random shit. Also really unethical shit. Yeah. Whereas at least Instagram is showing me like the small designers that are like maybe making handmade or whatever.
1: And why do we prefer TikTok to Instagram? (laughs) Because it's (laughs) (laughs) fine. I guess. I had a TikTok phase when I deleted my Twitter because I was like, you know, this is the new platform I'm using. And now I'm I'm slowly removing myself from TikTok because I find it really annoying now. But so yeah, don't know why. Yeah, no other point than that.
2: I think over a certain period of time in like if we are taking those first 10 years of social media, people do just need to flock to something new. Like it does get stale after a while. But I find our insistence to throw out Instagram probably is like stunting us culturally. What do you mean? like the fact that we're still like lots of people whether you're an artist or a brand or whatever because I know on TikTok the thing all the time is like if you're a musician on TikTok like you're catering to TikTok music does that make sense Mm -hmm. like a and is always looking for the next TikTok music star or whatever but I feel like on Instagram like if you're a artist you're making work for Instagram do you know what I'm saying like stuff that you know will pop off on that platform so if you're doing that for like seven years you're not pushing yourself to make anything new and if we are now forced into like a capitalist cycle of making things to appease to social media algorithms that give us an audience then depressingly one of the only ways out of that is to switch platforms
1: yeah but even you mentioning the fact that like people do like consistently try and push their music on like places like tiktok that's just another example of like even though music is a bit different because you enjoy music or whatever but like again yourself (laughs) but again like yeah you're so right like i don't know tiktok i just find tiktok more aggressive when it comes to to selling than any other platform
2: but i think that's because they're selling you like so obvious shit that you would see on like a high street whereas like there's different ways to sell things like an art like what you were saying an artist is constantly selling themselves yeah
1: i don't know fuck elon musk if that wasn't clear well we've run out of time yeah i just wanted to say that in case people are like oh he's actually
2: my friend though so my fucking god he's not really (laughs) (laughs) please no one come for me (laughs) um thank you halima thanks ayani sorry if this
1: was like i don't know it was the first time we're doing it in person i I feel nervouser
2: why i don't know okay uh (laughs) fair enough but you did great transparency um Thank you to Rodrigo for looking after us. Thanks, Rodrigo. Thank you to Olivia for editing this episode. Thank you to you all for listening to this episode. Thank you to Gina and Gina, Charlotte and Eden, Hattie, Grace.
1: Bye. Bye.
0: (laughs) Planning for your next trip?